You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Uh, so when do we want to get this party started? Now. And now. this is how we start Geekiest Show Ever this week, people. And you're probably wondering, where is Kevin? Well, poor guy is under the weather. He's got something going on there. So it's, it's me and the, the, the two fine uh, examples of womanhood here, uh, Alyssa Paselli and um, Melissa Davis. So I'm here. I'm the lone. I know. saw you, Mike. You almost said Melissa Paselli. I know. He did. I, I keep saying because you, you called me Alyssa instead of Elisa. Yep. Elisa. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like I say, it's an evil conspiracy. My little rat mind just merged you two together, which Mike's got to go back to school. Oh. No, I'm already in school. I clean up the place. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Kevin's so. not here because I think we killed him. Hey, or at yep. least we made him sick. Um, Somebody, quick, go go get it on a drone and stick a mirror to it and go fly it over to Kevin's house and stick it under his nose and see if he's still breathing. <laughs> We're going to drone Kevin. We're going to drone on and on. Um, That's but, what we do. Yes. But uh, so like I say, it's just it's down to the three of us tonight. And, um, you know, and just so we don't disappoint Mark and or Kevin, we better make sure we get our weather report in here before that slips our before that. Slips ah, you and your me. weather. Let's get it out of the way. I don't have any weather to report. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about photo sharing. <laughs> Well, and uh, I'm I'm sad that Kevin isn't here because I got his frickin' weather. We had snow uh-huh. last night. Um, I think uh, in my hometown of Will Lake, which is about 20 miles to the south, uh, they actually had an inch something of snow. It's all melted, thank God. Um, but we got a little dusting of snow here, and uh, it's uh, it's been kind of a cool week. But the rest of this week, it looks like... Let me get the full forecast here. I think we should get back to more normal temperatures. Highs in the, well, yeah, up into the 60s, close to 70. So that's not bad for May. That's, you know, acceptable weather. Maybe some slight chance of rain. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure Kevin would love this weather. Maybe him and I are just going to have to set up this house exchange. What we need is um, either wormholes or anybody that's played the game Portal. We just need portals. Uh, one portal in his house, one portal in my house. And when the weather is appropriate, we'll just step through the portals and live in each other's houses. Um, that wouldn't be weird or awkward at all. Um, but like I say, this Mike, is his kind of what are you doing in that closet? Get out of that closet. Are you saying come out of the closet? <laughs> oh, Lord. Did uh-huh. I just went there. <laughs> or the wardrobe, rather. Yes. Um, so that's... that's Kevin. A... I don't think he got it, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kevin would have flipped with our weather. Oh, I suppose. Last last Monday, it started out cold and rainy. I had to put the heat on. It was just nasty and cold. And Tuesday was decent. Then Wednesday, it was 92. So it had increased about 35 degrees from Monday. Then Thursday, it was 95. It was so hot. It was so hot. And not having the pool open yet, I couldn't sit outside because it was just, you know, I'd go outside for a little while and read, come back in the house, then go back outside, come back in the house. So finally, Thursday evening, my husband and I are sitting outside after dinner, sitting on the deck reading, and about, I don't know, about a quarter of eight or so, it started thunderstorming, which we were expecting because cold front came in. And then the lights went out for 12 hours. Oh, my. 12 hours. Oh my. We had... No electricity for 12 hours. We were in bed at 9 o'clock. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else to do. We couldn't read. We couldn't watch TV. We couldn't go online. We couldn't do anything. Oh, it was terrible. The power finally came back about 8 o'clock the next morning. And then today, I'm freezing. As you can see, I have my sweatshirt on. I've got socks and 
and uh, slippers on, I'm freezing. Uh, so, meanwhile, it's 99 degrees here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be 101 tomorrow. Oh, jeez. 102 no. Wednesday. It's going to be in the 90s for the rest of the week. That's why I said, eh, screw your weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I looked up to see what Kevin's weather is. And for him, it's a right now a balmy 61. And it looks like temperatures will be similar to what we're going to have here. Like uh, His is going to be like mid-60s to 70s, uh, kind of what ours is. It looks like uh, 80 by next Sunday, so he'll probably be a... A melting puddle. Saturday is supposed to be 81, so yeah, he's gonna. I'm sure he's gonna start getting miserable while about the middle of next week. But uh, um, so at least we know uh, we, we we see what it, we, each of us have to look forward to. But um, and then you know, before before we started the show, we were having this discussion about photo sharing and Amazon and uh, Prime membership because uh, Melissa has a bunch of questions. Uh, about that, and we were just trying. We were comparing some photo albums and seeing about sharing and stuff. And um, you know, we're we're trying to answer each other's questions. And we kind of got to the point where we're thinking what we're going to do is we're each going to take a service. Uh, we're going to kind of research it, and then we're going to pre- present a presentation here, or whatever. We're going to sit there and compare photo services. What does one do? What does the other do? Uh, pluses and minuses, and just kind of. And so we've kind of got it. And if somebody else has another suggestion, please feel free to call us or send us a message. But uh, basically, we're looking at Prime, we're looking at Apple Photos, and we're looking at Google. Um, those are the three, I think, big ones that most people share. Uh, and this is for, like, photo sharings. Uh, so if we wanted to share, you know, photos with each other. Um, and just what each one does as far as, you know, uh, services that it provides and easy use and this kind of stuff. We're going to try and make up a spreadsheet so we all, uh, when we're evaluating these, we can kind of just go down and either check boxes or score it as far as easy use or, you know, something like that. In- integration with the operating system, um, you know, how well does it... Um, or how well can you use it from a tablet? We'll we'll come up with a list of things, but that's what we were talking about beforehand. I mean, is there anything else we want to talk about that right now, or do we want to sh- save this for, for well, the next time? Well, um, I mean, we, I, I'm kind of fast-forwarding a little bit because you know how we always do a play money pick at the end. And sure. part of this is because I was trying to figure out, well, what am I going to pick? Because Kevin set the limit uh, between 100 to $300. And I thought, well, shit, I'm just going to pick Amazon Prime <laughs> because well. you keep going on and on about it. and. I have to admit, it has become really tempting, and it was really tempting last week. And I didn't finish listening to the last episode, but you guys really started digging into it again about Amazon Prime. And everybody, not just you guys, but I, I hear it from other people, oh, you should get Amazon Prime. It's so great. It's so great. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, everybody's talking about the pressure is on. Meanwhile, we just got braces for one child, two more to go. It's all paid for, but we just dropped a boatload of money on braces. And the two cars just took a, not took a crap, but like they needed maintenance. They're getting on in their years. They're going on 14 years old. So we're, you know, limping those along and that costs a lot. And so like, we've just been nailed with a lot of costs. And I thought to myself, oh God, I mean, it really, really tapped out. Even though I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but to a person who has a young family, I really think it is a bit of a stretch. I mean, it, mm. yeah, sure, it's a hundred dollars a year. It's it's a little more with tax, right? And so it comes to what between eight and nine dollars. Let's just call it maybe ten dollars a month. That's still that's ten dollars a month, and you still got mouths to feed. And you know, if we're planning on getting a pet, that'll be another mouth to feed. So it's like, it's just you know, it's a little bit of a stretch right now. So I'm really, really, if I well, remember, you get for thirty days free. 
Uh-huh. So you have right. a month to check it out to decide if it's worth it to you. And then you also have to look at everything it has to offer. Is it worth $10 to you? Like look right. at the different movies they offer, the TV shows, the original programming, the shipping, the photos, the music. If you don't feel it's worth $10 for you, like Mike and I feel it's worth $10 for us. But and if I you feel totally it's not, I totally not worth it, it to you, then I think if I were, you know, a little bit later in life and my kids were going into the house, like if I didn't have so many expenses, maybe, or if I was working more hours, I think it would be totally, totally justifiable and worth it. I think it's worth it right now. I think it's worth it. I think it's probably from the way you guys talk about it, a really fantastic value. I just have to be able to justify it and that there's a difference between whether or not it's worth it and whether or not I can personally justify it. I already, like we're going to talk about, I mean, I already live in the Apple ecosystem, but like Mike is always saying, and I totally agree with, you have to have backups of that ecosystem. You should be in more than one ecosystem so that you, sh- you truly have a backup, whether that's, you know, it should be a combination of on-site and off-site storage which he has like really wrapped up and has like kind of a system and I have my system and we all do like we kind of cobble stuff together to make that happen a lot of it is testing and here and there Uh, but I was thinking about making Amazon my other like backup system because you know like we're talking about pre-show we started listing like well what are all these different kind of photo sharing services now they all involve the cloud I mean none of us I don't think has come up with anything that involves using a hard drive except for maybe like a plex server mike yep. would you yep. say plex, yeah. plex would be more of like a you know on-site kind of roll your own server kind of a thing yeah it, it is and you can depending upon your device because i've got my phone uh set so when it takes pictures when i get home and hook up to the network it'll automatically back them up to my plex server um and so uh i've got multiple things going on so when i take pictures with my camera it's a uh samsung android camera all you professional photographers can laugh at me but it works for me and so i come home i plug it in because i'm sure the battery go dead before depending on how many pictures i've taken uh, but i have it when i come home and plug it in it'll automatically connect to the wi-fi it'll automatically i've got them going to amazon i've got them going to google i've got them going to Flickr. um and then they're going to the Plex server too. So I have multiple, you know, uh, off-site and on-site uh, backups going on. Um, and if any one of those cloud services went down, you'd have another. So let's say yes. you were doing a project, for example. Let's say, like, sort of like we were talking about. Let's say we decided that there were some graphics that we wanted to exchange between all of us, between the four of us, and we wanted to have one central location where we could plop those photos and then we could all access them so this is something we hadn't talked about is there a sharing option from your plex server would that be a viable option well let me and check how here. would we access it i know you can. so and if you want you could you can check it while we talk about other things sure. too but that's just a question that i have if we're going to throw if we're going to talk about say off-site services being cloud and then on-site services being like a roll your own server kind of a thing with plex would that be an appropriate tool to use for this task in mind you know and again it's just it's four different people who live all over the continent and want to share images with each other i'll give you a real world example like i was telling you guys earlier it was so timely 
because of where I am in my life, I've got small children who are in school. And I don't know if you guys had to worry about this when your kids were in school, but nowadays we have issues with like FERPA and sharing. Like you can't just snap pictures at a school event and then just go post them. Like you especially can't share them publicly, but even privately is a little sketchy, right? You know, some, not me, but there are some parents who I know are just vehemently opposed to having their child's photo taken by anyone that they don't know that isn't in their like personal circle, let alone having it shared on their social media. I have family members like this. They're just really picky and for their own reasons about how their child's image or footprint is developed and they want control over that. I think, you know, personally, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, I actually like it. Like I have kind of a network of moms where, you know, sometimes we can't always go to the functions. Sometimes we can't always go to the birthday parties and stuff. And so we kind of have, we're like, we have each other backs, you know, we kind of take pictures like, oh, hey, I was at this party. You know, I know you can be there. I took these pictures and I tagged you on Facebook. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, like I appreciate that. And I have friends who appreciate that. But then I know that there's people who don't appreciate that, who are actually offended by that. And I know snowflakes and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's the world we live in. It, it is what it is, right? So I have to be mindful of things. Like I was at a field trip with my son and some friends, and the kids that we were that were in our group, their parents and family members were there. And so I could ask them right away, is it okay if I take pictures? Are you comfortable with that? And is it okay if I share them with, you know, my social media, like my friends and family? I'm not going to like post it on my website or, you know, somewhere public, but, you know, between my friends and they were like, sure, that's fine. Yeah. You know, because so-and-so couldn't be here. Let's take pictures for her. And another mom was like, oh, I can't be there. You know, if you, if you see her, take pictures and send them to me. I was like, fine. But then there was this one child that was in our group who didn't have a, you know, no pictures thing on the file, but I just wasn't sure. You know, and like his family wasn't there to represent him and he was in all the pictures. I mean, you know, he was posing with my kids. What were they going to do? Say, I'm sorry, little boy, like you can't be in the in the photo. Like, I don't want to ostracize a kid. You know, I don't want to make them feel singled out. So I just snap pictures as normal and, you know, just thought in my mind, well, if they if they're not open to it, you know, I don't have to share them on Facebook. I mean, I would like to because I like my parents and my family members to be able to see my kids and, and what they're doing and have fun. So I ran into this world, real world problem where I was like, okay, I took a bunch of these pictures. I contacted the parent by email and I said, you know, I was a chaperone or I wasn't actually a chaperone, but like I was there on, on the field trip and your little boy and my little boy play together so nicely. And I took a bunch of pictures. Would you like them? And are you okay with me sharing them? And they wrote back and, and I, had, I had suggested. So here I'm up against a wall. Like I had a bunch of pictures. I mean, I'm a mom. I take a lot of pictures. So these days you can't just email the photos, can you? I mean, sometimes if they're high quality, I mean, what if, you know, they're really, really cute. What if the parent wants to get a little print made of it? I'm not just going to share a crappy picture. I just, I don't know. I just don't feel right about that. So I asked the parent, I said, would you be okay if I upload them to a private photo album like on Flickr you know I just use Flickr because like most people know Flickr by now and so I asked permission and they wrote back and they were like sure you mind if you upload them and send a link we have no problem with that so I was like oh you know what a relief because I was like preparing myself like well, what if they said no we don't like that you know because there are parents that are like that there are parents that are like that that don't want it even and even if 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 you say it's private they don't know what that means that they don't know what that means to them private okay so luckily, I mean, I got off easy on this one and they were like, yeah, they were totally cool with it. But there are going to be those people that are not cool with it. 
So then what do you do? <laughs> you know, you just you just can't share. So it just presents an interesting problem that I'm always working on trying to find a solution for. How do I share lots of pictures unless, you know, it, it, I guess I guess if the person was like, no, just email them to me, then I'd be like, all right, fine. Now I'm going to go and email you these pictures. But you know what? Because you're making me go through a lot of hoops, I'm going to give you like three. Whereas like I could have shared 23. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. I mean, well, what would you guys do in that situation? You haven't really faced that, have you? Well, in certain cases I have because – I like to take photos, and at the school, uh, sometimes yes. I'll take pictures of, like, uh, maybe not the people not wanting to share, but as far as sharing pictures go, um, what I've done is, like, if I take pictures of the prom or the school play or something like that, I bring them home, I download them onto my server. I also run a uh, Tonito server off of there, so then I can share the link to that folder uh, with the mm-hmm. pictures in it, and then I can just email it to people, and then... I'm not sending the pictures out to them because the problem... Just run, the link, right. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, sharing pictures through email, yeah, it gets to be a real pain in the tuchus because you can only do so many or so much, you know, right. so big a size. So I just send the link out, and then basically I'm giving them access to the folder on my server uh, at home here uh, for them to look at them, and if they like them, they can download them or whatever. Uh, and then when I'm done, I can just... Uh, turn the the sharing link off and then you know it's back to being private again and that's because i used to do it before you know there was all this other stuff you'd burn them to a cd or you'd put them on a jump drive and mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you'd loan them the jump drive and then you have to be a jerk uh, can i get my jump drive back please you know uh, right you see how this presents a problem yes. we can't do that shit anymore we can't just email right. 20 pictures like no. we used to be able to you used to be able to comfortably email you know so many pictures i mean sure when you email at least on an apple device it gives you the option of file size. You can choose small, medium, or large. And sure, if you choose small, you can fit a whole bunch of pictures in there. And sure, they might look good on their phone, but then that's it. I mean, yeah. I maybe it's because I am old school and I come from a time when I want the option to be able to print them out if, if I so desire. Like, mm-hmm. that's not something I regularly do. But I know a lot of people who really like to print stuff. And I think the pendulum is swinging the other way. And we're starting to see more and more photo printing services. And people enjoy their prints. They enjoy making scrapbooks and photo, picture, gifts, and things like that. So I still want to be able to get, if I'm going to take the pictures, if I'm going to take the time to compose them and make these memories and make them special, then why not give them the option to download a larger mm-hmm. version, you know, a, a, print, a print-worthy print version of the photo instead. So if I'm going to email somebody, of course, I'm going to choose the large, you know, the largest file size that I can, that I can fit through. But of course, you know, you get into like, you get past, I don't know, 10 pictures or so, and then you're you're getting into the megabytes of pictures. And then if you get, you know, I don't even know what it tops out at anymore, but I don't want to find out either. I don't want right. to spend all that time. And when I'm doing these kinds of things, it's like when I'm standing in line waiting for something, waiting for the kids or a drop off or I don't know, sometime where I'm just, you know, kind of blowing time or I always call it my imaginary free time or, you know, late at night or something. I don't want to spend a lot of time doing this stuff. I want it to be quick and easy. And I'm not going to sit there and wait for all these email, you know, these photos to go through email only to get a kickback that says, oh, you know, your file size was too large. You know, that's bullshit. So I'm not doing that. I want something I know is going to work. And so then we go to the link, like what you're talking about. And then the other problem that's that's presented is is video. We take lots of videos. You know, clips just came out. I've been playing with that a little bit. Now, you know, we're making all these videos. How do you get, how do you fit a big 
video through that pipeline. You just can't use email anymore. It's just not a viable no. Not a viable choice. And like you said, the jump drive, that's not a viable choice because then you got to ask for it back or or DVDs. Then you have to, I mean, my God, you have to burn the, who's going to do that? <laughs> Ain't nobody got a time for that. You got to burn the DVD or the, or the CD and then you got to give it to them and only, the, only be told, oh, I have a newer device that doesn't have an optical drive. No, screw that shit. I'm not well, burning anything anymore. I'm yeah. uploading and it, if you don't like it, tough. <laughs> But well, Dropbox, you know, there's Dropbox, Dropbox that's a viable, yeah. yeah, you know, but then again with Dropbox, I run into a situation where, again, I'm not paying a monthly fee for Dropbox. I have a nice chunk of Dropbox real estate because of all the years that I've been sharing it, but I use it for a ton of stuff. And if I'm going to start sticking videos in there, it's going to eat away at my little storage plot right. there, you know, and so then it's, then you run back into that same problem, like you said, with the jump, jump drive, um, could you go download that video because I want to clear off my Dropbox? <laughs> it's the sure. same problem all over again. So but you can do a sharing with in a public folder in Dropbox, and that has a time-limited link. So if oh, they does? have, I believe it does. I think, I'm not sure if it's, if they do it or if you check it, like you can say okay. you have one week. Uh-huh. And at the that end of the week, nice. and at the end of the week, if they, you know, if they go back two weeks later and they click on the link, it'll be a dead link. Right. No soup for you. Right. Cool. All right. I'll have to give that. A, I'll have to check right. that out because I do like that. See, that's why I talk to you, fine people. Sure. Well, <laughs> and and like I say, it depends upon you know uh, your. For you, uh, it wouldn't be a problem, but for the you know most people, their how much effort they want to put into it. Because uh, like I said, I have a tornado server, and I checked, and you can share stuff from within Plex. But you know, there you're running your own server, and it's not that mm-hmm. hard to set up. But you know, it depends on how you feel about you know have a. Yeah a server pointing outward and letting people in or the people on the other end might think, right. uh, you're kind of creepy dude. Like, like yeah. we're as geeks. We're like, that is so cool. Yeah. Whereas like other people are probably like, um, yeah, no. Uh, and, and the <laughs> I, other... just, I know people that would be creeped out by that. Sure. And then the other thing is too, it depends on how many people you're sharing with and the size of your pipeline. Uh, cause uh-huh. you know, size does matter. Um, Uh, But, you know, so if you're sharing with a bunch of people, and like in my case, I've got like 15 down, but I only got three up. And so, and, you know, the the videos, I mean, I could, I would probably have them on my hard drive there anyway on my server. And so I could just put the link on there to share it. But if I had a bunch of people trying to upload videos, you know, a few people, you know, at different times. But, you know, if you were sharing to, like, say, a large group or like a user group or something, you know, something like that. Um, and then they're all trying to upload it. They could kind of choke your bandwidth. So, I mean, that would be something yeah. that you would have to consider. And like I say, the, the, the idea of uh, having an outward-facing uh, um, server like that, and they try to maintain it and keep it safe. Um, but, you know, there's always problems anytime you open up, you know, your network to the outside like that. So that brings us to cloud storage and I wanted to point you guys I put in the show notes there's a, an article that was on the Mac Observer this past week on the 18th and the title is The Cloud is a Lie it's by John Keat I think is how you pronounce his name and I'll just read you one sentence it says the cloud is a lie because it convince you convinces you of at least two Stockholm Syndrome things one you don't deserve to own or control your own data and two, security for your data does not matter. And then, you know, that's the claims that he makes. And then he backs up these claims to support them. 
he has a partial list of defunct cloud services. And uh, I'm inclined to begin to have the itch, the desire to add Flickr to that list. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I have used Flickr in the past as a backup service for my photos. I've used it as a way to privately share photos with other people who I felt you know, would appreciate that of me. Like, oh, how nice of you to make this a private link because it tells you it's a private link. I just uploaded um, in the last two years, I've uploaded a bunch of wedding pictures that I took. I mean, again, we're trying to fit a bunch of things through a smaller pipeline. And this seemed like the most ubiquitous way to do it. But as you know, I mean, Yahoo has been in the news and not so good news. (laughs) So I'm feeling a little like, I don't know. I mean, I just don't think people are using Flickr quite as much anymore. So I don't know. It seems like it's a dead man walking. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I don't use Flickr anymore. And why don't you use it anymore? Um, Similar reasons or? Well, a couple of things. One was I was paying for it at one time uh, for a reason I won't get into. Um, but then they changed it to free unlimited with a Mac uploader. Then they got rid of the Mac uploader and then changed it to not unlimited. It was like you a pay. terabyte. Yeah. Not that I'm anywhere near that. And then I just thought, you know, this is just a pain because I had to go in and change every picture to private. Oh. And I figured I have Amazon. I have photos. I have so many backups Mm-hmm. That I just don't need it anymore. Okay. And I don't use it for sharing. Yeah. So it outstayed yeah. its welcome, it sounds like yeah. with you. Yeah, I don't need it what anymore. What about you, Mike? Did you did you use Flickr, Mike? I still use it as a backup and it was just I happened to think of it, so I went in here and looked. And yeah, it's been uploading the the pictures I've taken, at least from my camera. I don't think I have my phone pointing to it. And for me it's just another backup. And I see it's little... part of your workflow. Yeah. So if it were to go away, I mean, I have the same kind of deal too. Sure. If it were to go away and they just, you know, sent you an email one day and said, ah, we're pulling the plug, get your stuff and go. You'd be like, yeah, all right, just take care of it. Just whatever. Yeah. Cause yeah. you've got it. Yeah. You've got it other places. So you could take it or leave it basically. Yeah. Basically. So I mean that, you know, if, if with that mindset, with that attitude in mind, that supports his claim that you, you don't deserve control over your own data because they could take it away. I mean, that could, it that hasn't happened yet. I want to make that clear. It hasn't happened yet, but it could happen. It could end up on this list. Um, and the security of your data does not matter. I mean, how do you guys think about, what do you feel about that claim? I feel like with Apple photos, I feel very secure and I do feel like I control my own data. And that's why that's not on well, this list. But I don't think that that blanket yeah. statement or that blanket yeah. those two blanket claims applies to every service, but it does yeah. definitely apply to many services. And for those very reasons, that's why I'm going to keep picking your guys' brains sure. and everybody's brains about Amazon services. Because if I'm going to pay for a service, it's got I have first of all I have to be able to justify it, and I have to be able to afford it. I have to and I have to see the value in it. I have to kind of compare it to my benchmark, which is my personal benchmark. You said we'd all, you know, take services and I chose Apple Photos because that's the ecosystem where I already live. And I have to be able to compare Amazon Prime to be able to do the same similar things that Apple Photos does. Like not right. everything because Apple Photos does do it. But we were talking earlier pre-show about, you know, what is something that we all have in common? 
it may not be something like you have a, a pretty extensive workflow, Mike, but right. it may it may be something that might not be in your workflow that you use all the time, but you can at least access it. And so right. we all have access to Apple Photos. We just don't all live there or use it as our primary source. But Amazon Prime is one of those things that not all of us have. I'm the one, the missing link. I'm the only one out of the four of us sure. that doesn't have it. And so before the show, we were testing, you know, we were throwing all these different things at, well, because I want to see what life is like if I wanted to share something. So, for example, in, in Apple Photos, I still have this kind of problem. The same thing like with this with one particular parent, which is why I suggested Flickr, because it was the only thing I could think of off the top of my head, because I don't have Amazon Prime. Now, I could do Apple Photos, but I have no way of knowing unless like maybe I got their phone number and I like put it in a message like maybe if it turned blue, like I guess that sort of would be a clue to let me know that they have an Apple device. But I don't want to just assume that. So I just always go under the assumption that the person on the other end does not have an Apple device. They don't have access to Apple Photos service or cloud sharing. The only way that you can share is publicly. You can create a public website with the photos in it. But again, then that does not fit the bill for my my privacy rule, okay? Whereas it seems like Amazon Prime, same kind of thing. I, I guess it's the same, same, the same thing that we did in our test before the show, Mike, where you uploaded photos and Elisa, you did too, and then shared a link. And the link is, it's kind of like in Google where I guess technically it's a public link, but it's only for people like you couldn't guess the link. I mean, so in that sense, it's sort of private. Um, I mean, somebody could, I guess, gain access to the link, but they don't, it's not an invitation type of a link. It's just a, here's a link. You know what the link is now. You can click on it and you can view the photos. So that's not really any different than what you can do with Apple photos. But as far as invitation to a private album, I really enjoy that service with Apple photos. And I do share it with my friends and family who do have Apple devices and are able to see that. And every time, and even with my clients, when I explain it to them, because I know a lot of people have a, an aversion, including Kevin, <laughs> have an aversion to Facebook. You know, a lot of us share stuff on Facebook and you'd like to think that, well, we'll just put it on Facebook. Everybody can see it. But no, not everybody can see it. You have to have a Facebook account. And I still have family members who refuse to get on Facebook. So that's not an option. Right. So well, again, also keep it's in like, mind with Facebook, you might not have known this, Melissa, but okay. if you don't have your photos locked down, like on my Facebook, only my friends can see my photos, unless it's mm -hmm. your cover photo or your profile. Yes. But if I put up a picture of my vacation and you look at it and you say, I really like this picture, you can download it without my yes. permission. Yeah. I have a problem uh, with that. I have Even a if you are that. my yep. friend, it should be something where I can choose, even if it's a photo by photo basis. This photo can be downloaded by someone else. This one can. I mean, this morning I was downloading a ton of pictures just doing genealogy. I would mm -hmm. click on someone I know is a, is a relative. And then, mm -hmm. oh, there's their sister. There's their kid. And I was downloading and like adding information. Oh, they went to this college. Oh, they're yep. married in 2012. And I'm putting all this information in my genealogy program and then downloading all their pictures. Yep, so I can picture to go with the name. And I'm not doing anything bad with it. I'm just doing it for genealogy right. purposes. But who the heck knows if... That's I don't know, a if really it's... great point. I'll give you yeah. an example of, yeah. of a bad use of it. So that's so that's using your superpowers for good. You're using it to put together a genealogy profile, which you know most of your family members probably wouldn't object to. There would probably be some of your family members that might be horrified to know that their, that their photos could be downloaded. And most people just don't know. And that's unfortunate. Um, and I'll get, so here's an example of where it's a bad thing. So 
um, a lot of people know that I've been looking at getting a puppy. And so I've been following a lot of different online breeder, you know, puppy groups and things like that. And so I stumbled across this one in the beginning of my search. Um, I had stumbled across this this particular group. It was a, a closed group. You know, you could ask to join. And so, you know, you get invited and it's for people who are looking for a particular kind of breed of dog. And I started following this one particular breeder and I started to kind of get to know, okay, this is what her puppies look like. This is what her line looks like. And she'd just be posting pictures of her puppies. And I sort of, this is going to sound really creepy. I'm just going to tell you what happened. I was following her and I got to know her, the way her puppies look so well and the different kinds of, you know, she'd take a picture of them by the pool or in her living room or in her dining room, you know, different areas of her house that I saw another dog that I was looking at on Craigslist and I just learned to just stay away from there. But this is how I learned the hard way. Um, I contacted someone off a of Craigslist about a puppy and they sent me pictures and I recognized the rug in one <laughs> of the pictures as being the rug that belongs to this other woman. And then I, so I texted her. I was like, oh my gosh, this so-and-so, here's the phone number. Like this, like I, I figured out that she was a legitimate breeder, but this other person was not. And so I texted her the pictures that the person was texting me and she's like, oh my God, that's my thing in my dining room. Like, and she texted me a picture back that she'd just taken because I see, I, I, you know, I'm kind of stocky. Like, so I could download the picture. I have an app that I use that shows you the EXIF information. So I could tell that the picture was taken from her iPhone on that date. I could tell when it was taken and I compared it against the other picture. So I knew that she was legit. Like I knew she's like, oh my God, that's in my dining room. Here it is. And she took a picture of the, of a puppy or, you know, herself. And you could see right behind her on the wall, like she had this special sconce, you know, this, this decorative piece of wall decor and it was in a, it was a part of it was in this picture that the scammer was trying to to say you know as if they're selling these puppies and I was like oh so so you can tell and I could see exactly I I, re I recognized the rug and I went back to the page where she had posted it in Facebook and I could tell that that was the picture that was downloaded there were several of them I went through the thread and this the scammer was downloading her pictures off of her Facebook page where she was posting them you know as being for sale so people can and do use it for nefarious reasons. So you got to protect your shit, well, <laughs> you know. So you bring yeah. up a really good point. You want to, if you're evaluating services for not only just storing and backing up your photos, but also being able to share them, do you want to give people access to be able to download them? Right. And, you know, I'm just sharing between family members and friends. So, yeah, I mean, if they want to download them and, and make me a gift or something, yeah, go right ahead. I don't have a problem with that. Well, and you were talking about security. I mean, and, and there you're going to have to look at each individual service. Apple's always been pretty good about, you know, uh, security. Amazon Amazon web services run like, what, I don't know, half the Internet or, you know, um, as far as, people needing you know cloud storage and stuff so they it's not that they're immune to stuff but you know i think they pretty much got their act figured out but then you look at like uh flickr which is yahoo and they've been kind of like mm -hmm. a cluster for a number of years um mm -hmm. and i don't know if i would trust them with too much i mean you kind of have to look at each service and evaluate it if it's just going to be you're just going to throw something, you just want to share something that's not too important. You could probably use Flickr, but if you're worried about somebody, you know, taking the picture and using it or gaining access to your uh, account and deleting stuff or, you know, doing something malicious, you know, then I would stick with, you know, like, say, Apple or Amazon or any of the, the bigger services. Uh, 
Yeah, you can you can choose with I know at least with Apple Photos you can share privately, which is what I really like, and so that's why I use. I think I started to say this. I when I try to explain to my clients, well, what is PhotoStream? You know, what are shared photo albums on Apple Photo? What does that mean? I tell them it's like Facebook, but it's like your own private Facebook that you control. It's not an outside entity like Facebook. And so you control the privacy. You invite only the people that you want. And, you know, it's a very limited thing. And I, I say that because I know, like I said, people have an aversion to Facebook. And so this is like the Wicked Witch of the West. This is the good Facebook <laughs> version. This is the good photo sharing. You know, so that's how I kind of try to typically explain it to people. Whether or not that's accurate, I don't know. Right. But I know that at least in photos, you have the ability to share privately. And then you have the ability to share publicly with a link. You also... When you share an album, you can flip the switch. And I usually do because, like I said, it's mostly between family members and very close f friends that I can kind of consider family. Uh, I flip the switch and I allow them to be able to upload pictures. Like one time I shared an album with a friend and I flipped the switch and I think they accidentally uploaded some pictures to that album. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oops, you know, so that can happen. You know, you sure. have to be aware of that. Well, then the uh, other, so you have those abilities. And I think the other thing to consider is, too, when we, you know, if we're, you know, we sit down, we start evaluating these ones is the ease of sharing. Because, you know, keep in oh, mind, yes. um, not everyone has a computer. Some people, their phone or their tablet is their computer. Is their computer, right. And not all of them are, you know, Apple products either. So, I mean, how easy mm -hmm. would it be to share to a uh, an Android device uh, from, like, Apple or from any of these other services? Or do they have an app that makes it easy to the, do this stuff. So I think, you know, that's going to, you know, if we're going to sit down and kind of evaluate these things, I think that's one thing that we should look at too is it, not just the ease of sharing, but the ease of access um, for people who, you know, don't have, if you have a computer, it's probably pretty easy. Um, but um, for people who just have a tablet or a phone, how easy is it for them to, you know, do stuff? And then maybe what other services they provide, like, um, I think Amazon will do photo printing, so will Apple. Um, what about Google Photos? I mean, it seems yeah. like from our preliminary testing, Amazon was a little on the clunky side. I mean, I think we could probably digest it and develop a pretty strong workflow, but at first glance, like at first blush, it seems a little clunky. What do you guys think? It is. For sharing, yeah, I mean. No, yeah, I just think the whole thing is. I think oh. the whole thing is. It's not as. I prefer iPhoto over Photos, but I prefer Photos over Amazon. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I get you. I have been playing in. I always hear people say that, and you know, like I always tell people, I, I eat my own dog food, so I not begrudgingly. I wouldn't quite say it was begrudgingly, but yes, I was very, very much attached to iPhoto, and when Photos first came out. I kind of thought, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and I did make the switch. I jumped in. I, I dove into it. And yes, there are definitely, definitely features that I, I really miss. I was just in my in my photos last night going through things because I was trying to, I don't know, I just, I was curious about this whole sharing thing. I thought, well, what if I make an album for this this family member or this, I should say the school classmates, parents, you know, what, what if I made a specific album and then I uploaded it and shared it. like, how would that look? And so I started investigating it and I really, because I'm using iCloud and I have everything uploaded to my iCloud, 
uh, I really like the way that it interprets. It used to be called events. And then they changed it to albums. So now all of your events that you did have. So for a while there, I had a system, a workflow, where I had an event named for each month. Because you just, you know, back then in photos, you really couldn't kind of view it that way. Now with photos, it makes it so easy to just view things by date. So there's no need for those events. So I started going through and purging all of that stuff. I started purging all of my month. My, my events that were named for the month or the year because I just didn't, I simply just didn't need them anymore. There's no, it's like redundant. And it was making my list so much longer. It was already longer. So what I started doing, and I know this is just going to be an ongoing project, is I started consolidating my albums into albums that actually mean something to me, albums that are actually more of the vocabulary term, a memory, not an event, not an album, not like a time sensitive type of thing but an actual memory of something that happened you know whether it was a birthday party or i could just lump all the birthday parties together i haven't really decided but all i know is that my albums list is just insanely long and it's a lot to scroll through but the beautiful thing is that it does really quickly sync with apple photos in the cloud and i was really really happy about that now you do have to download the pictures like it only it basically stores thumbnails on your phone i mean i only have a 64 gigabyte phone but that's why i can walk around with 45,000 pictures in the cloud and at any one given time as long as i have an internet connection and that's the key as long as i have an internet connection i can go and i can view those those pictures i can and it downloads within you know a half a second or so it's pretty quick even on not the not the fastest internet speed Where it screws me, though, is like when we go on a road trip, we're going to go out to a place in Missouri that's like out in the boonies. It's just way out in the sticks. And I know from two years ago, at least, so it'll be interesting to see if any towers went up in the last two years or whatnot. But there was a couple of times where I wanted to I wanted to use my phone as a bride book and I was going to show family relatives that we stay with in Missouri some pictures. And there was like no signal. (laughs) I couldn't I couldn't show them. So it was like a grainy pixelated photo. I couldn't show them the nice pictures. So that really screwed me over. So well, that's that's something to consider too. And that's why I'm kind of considering doing a, uh, a portable hard drive and b- downloading them from uploading from the camera to the cloud and then downloading them from the cloud to my computer and then onto this portable drive so that I can take something with me. So if I get the itch to put a uh, and then I've got enough stuff that I've got you know connect wirelessly to my tablet so if i get the urge to work on a photo and i don't have an internet connection i can still get the photo off my hard drive and put it on the tablet and do something with it mm-hmm. and then, yeah that's something i'm gonna have to look into and then you know and like i say we're, we're just gonna have to evaluate these things i wanted to throw out something that prime photos will do um it has a, a smart search function in here so uh, I was just playing around with it while we were talking here. So it'll list a, a bunch of things along the sidebar here. So it'll say things. So I just clicked on, I'm looking at all my photos here, and I clicked on the one that says musical instrument. So it'll bring up all the pictures that have a musical instrument in it. Or um, there's this one that says nightlife. I'm almost afraid to see what that one where did it go? <laughs> uh, oh, I suppose that's, okay, that was uh, the BJ uh uh, Thomas concert we went to was it two years ago now I guess. Uh, but so yeah you can click on that and then it'll also do face recognition so uh, it'll uh, go through and recognize faces and then you go and put names with the faces so uh, like I say for me with um, 
taking pictures at the school, if one of the parents or one of the kids came to me and said, hey, do you have pictures of me? You know, I can either do a date or I can do a photo search or something or a face, uh, facial recognition search and find these pictures and be able to bring them up. So that is kind yeah, of. Yeah, because what if like the student had won some, you know, some awesome award and you wanted right. to make like a little photo montage, you can say, you know, can you pull up John Smith? Sure. We want to make this little like slideshow of them. That would be easy for you to do. So there are merits to sure. facial recognition and it really bugs me when people are like oh that's creepy <laughs> i can't stand that like no they're they're really like as a as a mom as a parent as a person who just loves to take pictures i love these services i don't personally think they're creepy at all like they're helpful i find them really really helpful almost to the point where i start to rely on them and i get a little pissy when they don't work the way that i expect them to like that's not my son that's my you know cousin or something like oh, okay i see how you got that apple like you know i, I can yeah. see how they thought they were the same person so it's not foolproof but the thing that i really really do miss about now we didn't have this like when we had iPhoto and then we transitioned transition to photos they did that so that it was a consistent user experience between the mac and the iphone i get that i totally get that but I'm one of those people who enjoyed titling my photos. Now, I don't do it a lot, but there are times when I do want to have a sequential titled album of pictures like right because I want to share them and I want them organized for some reason. And I'm one of those people that loves to put captions on my photos. I love writing captions. I won't do it for everything, but there are certain times where I really want a caption. I want it's a memory that I know I'm going to forget maybe later or that I want to look back on or there's specific details that I really wanted to, because I use my photos as a journal. That is my diary. Like that is my journal. That's how I journal my life. That's how I, how I, you know, kind of create memories of my experiences, how I process my memories. I live with fibro. So like, I forget what I did five minutes ago a lot of times, you know, so I forget a lot of things and I'm constantly taking pictures, especially when someone's trying to give me instructions for something I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. I know that you told me this, but like, I, I guarantee in five minutes, I'm going to forget what you just said. So let me take a picture of it. And so I do. And that's how I compensate. So I live that way. That's my deal. But I want a tool that allows me to do that. And in photos on my Mac, I can do all the glorious things and all of the metadata that I want to. I'm a very, 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 very meta person. And I'm able to add all that stuff in there. But then it's absent to hold on the phone. Like, I want to be able to add comments. Now, I know if in photos I add stuff to the description, then that helps me later. Because, like, one time I was at breakfast with a bunch of moms and we were talking about Halloween costumes and ideas and stuff. And I was like, oh, ooh, 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 I have this really great, you know, bat costume or whatever. And I wanted to find it. It took me a while, but I was able to do it. I was able to get through, like, I don't know, four years ago of one of my kids in a specific Halloween costume. And it was because I tagged it or because I put something about Halloween in the caption. I was able to, to tap on the little on the little magnifying glass and search with the key, the keyword Halloween and find those pictures that I wanted to find. But that's because I took the time to be crazy person and add all the metadata in there. I want oh, to not, do that on my crazy phone. Person. It's not crazy person. <laughs> oh, thank you. I thank always, you for validating I don't me. <laughs> always, I don't know. Seriously. I don't always caption, but I always keyword. Okay. You do that. You know, too? like if I was doing a picture, like say of the four of us, I would have Elisa, Kevin, Mike, Melissa, friends, vacation, uh -huh. Uh -huh. no, Mac stock, you know, whatever. So that Who? anytime I wanted, yeah, yeah. So if I wanted to do like all pictures of Mac stock, that picture, Great. the four of us would pop up 
Or if I wanted just pictures of Kevin, you know, all those pictures of Kevin would show up. And I do that for making family calendars. Or if I, if you say to me, can you tell me um, what beach you went to when you were in St. Thomas? That something like that, I caption, we were at such and such beach in St. Thomas. I can just type in cruise, vacation, St. Thomas, and all those pictures pop up and I will find that beach for you. Instead of going through 50,000 pictures going, was this St. Thomas? Was this St. Thomas? Mm -hmm. Was Oh, I'm, it's, it's painful watching other people do yeah. it when we can just be like, all I have to do is just plug this in and I will get my result because you, you feed it. One of my clients said that a long time ago. She's like, oh, it's like a pet that you feed. You have to feed it the information. I'm like that's exactly what you have to do. You feed it and it will take care of you. But that's, you know, that's something that you have to evaluate when you're looking at these services. Will it serve you later? Will it serve you in five years from now when you're looking for that that perfect set of photos to make that photo gift, that blanket or that collage or that coffee mug, are you going to be able to do it five years from now? And what happens if the service goes belly up, if you have to get all your stuff out of it? Now, like we just said, I mean, we as geeks have workflows in place. We have uh, orders of operation where stuff happens to get stuff from one place to another. But the, you know, the general person, the, the, the typical person doesn't have that in place. And hell, they might only ever be using one service. I, I can't tell you now how many times I have, have watched somebody post on Facebook that they lost their phone and all the pictures in it. But thank God they had uploaded them to Facebook. Never mind, that's probably really shitty quality. <laughs> but at least they have those pictures. But I have seen people lose their memories like that. And it breaks my heart. It's so gut-wrenching. Like, I never want that to happen to me. Right. And, and you guys were talking about tags and all oh, this was several years ago. I sat down and that's when Picasso was still a thing for Google. Oh, I loved mm. Picasso. I yeah. did love Picasso. And I, and I went through and I tagged a bunch of them like school and uh, like I say, because a lot of mine are school related one way or another or, or, you know, or something. I went out for a photo walk and did some stuff. So uh, I've tagged them like that and I've, uh, need to go back and probably update that and if i start sharing them to multiple services oh good lord that could really be mm-hmm. maybe, maybe i'm gonna have to pick one as my operational one and then the rest will mm-hmm. be for backup or you know if they offer some particular service that you know i like um i can go use them but I right might- now Right now, what would you pick right now today? What would be your operational service? What would you pick? Ooh, <laughs> Come on, you're on the spot. <laughs> well, I might do Google um, because, like I say, some of those okay. pictures are already tagged. Um, and I just need to sit down because, you know, to be honest, I it's been a while since I've kind of messed with my pictures. I think hopefully this will kind of kick me in the butt to go out and take more and do some of this stuff. Um, but uh, I just got to sit down and play with them. But, like I say, the, the – and I got to see what maybe uh, – Google does offer the uh, the uh, rec- uh, recognition. I'm mm-hmm. well because I know Picasso did, so it's got to be buried in there somewhere. I don't think. Yeah, they, they offer facial recognition for sure, and they yeah. also put together little moments for you and stuff so, similar sure. to Apple does. I don't know if Amazon will do that by automatically. Uh, and- um, what about? Mike, what about your wife or your your children? Do they take a lot of pictures? Is that are you part uh, of their scenarios at all? My wife takes phone pictures, and I think I and she just you know they're on her phone. But I think I've got them going to Google Photos. I should check on that. Now, my daughter, who actually went to you know school for uh, or community college for a year to take photos, and she's trying to get back into it. It's been kind of a 
So you've got some shutterbugs in your family. That yeah, you my, that. yeah, my yeah, mm-hmm. my. My daughter definitely, and she takes photos and she shares them. And you know, I think they're trying to get to the point where she can get some stuff to start doing again. But she uses her phone, and for depending upon what you're doing, yeah, maybe not to be a photographer, the phone isn't the best thing. But yeah, I've taken some pictures with my phone that were perfectly acceptable for certain mm-hmm. things. I wouldn't want to blow it up to an eight by ten or anything like that. Right. But, right. Uh, just for sharing, they, you know, they certainly look fine, and it's you know they always say the one that yeah the camera you have well with mm-hmm. my my saddlebag i have my regular camera with me most of the time too but it's just easier to pull out my phone and the nice thing about my android phone is uh, all i gotta do is twist it twice like you're doing the uh, uh beauty queen wave and it'll automatically mm-hmm. turn the camera on and then i can just take pictures um oh, so it's a gesture to get it on yeah yeah same thing with an iphone like you can swipe to the right i mean to the left or you can swipe right. up yeah yeah and so it's just you know it's the quick draw whichever you can get out fast yes <laughs> yes that's what it feels like it's like yeah ready aim fire <laughs> and like i say i've got them um, i got my camera in my my saddlebags as i call them but i got to pull it out and i keep it off most of the time because i don't take pictures that often so then it's got to boot up and you know it's got to mm-hmm. get ready and do all that stuff and if i can just pull up my phone and go Hoo-hoo, and snap you know that's uh mm-hmm. What I'm looking for, but if I yeah, wanted... that's good for if you're taking yeah, still yeah. shots and things. But the bulk of what I'm snapping is usually things that are moving, <laughs> whether yeah. it's kids or animals. Oh, yeah. It's just always on the move, or like always. low light, and like because when we went to that concert uh, last weekend uh, up in North Dakota, I took some pictures with my phone. I think I think I described them on the podcast last week as uh, I call them like uh, Bigfoot photos. You can kind of see there's something yeah. there. <laughs> And if I tell yeah. you that it was Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan, you may believe me, you may not. Uh, but, you know, it, there's this kind of, because they're low light. And so, and I didn't know if the management would freak out if I took my, and I, I'm not like a DSLR picture taker. I'm not one of those people that's got all the stuff. I just, it's a simple camera, but it does pretty good. And even on the auto, you know, setting, it'll do pretty good. And that's why I take used to take a lot of the pictures, like say for the play. And there, the lighting is pretty good. Um, but even some low lights. It's kind of like stuff. hunting. Yeah. I mean, like, what what would that picture really mean to you later on? I mean, is it right. something you really want to keep? But it was like the thrill of the hunt. Sure. Like, what if I try to get this picture? I might get in trouble, but I want to try to get it anyway. Well, you know, or if it's or, a, if it's an animal, like for me, it's like a butterfly. Like, I want to try to get the best possible view of its wings just opening up you know i just or, i i'm attracted to that i just love that stuff or taking pictures of the play trying to catch that moment um mm-hmm. like the play that they did this spring uh there was uh, one of the guys was wearing fake balloon boobs and then somebody reached <laughs> over there and popped it and the girl beside uh. him is kind of going you know made that shock you know so it's did you get to, that shot i think so yeah um oh cool yeah, and so it's just I like to capture those moments or the or like mid Pratt fall or something like that. Yeah, so that's uh-huh. uh, that's my thing. It's just or even I'm not big into sports, but I've tried taking a few pictures and trying to catch that moment when somebody's going up for the layup or you know the spike the volleyball or something like that. Just to catch some of those moments and have it turn out not horrible. Like I say, if I had a DSLR, right. I could probably do better, but I don't want to take that kind of. Right money and it's that kind of time it is and like i say this is not a bad 
a camera. It's got all the manual controls on there if I want to do it. But uh, mm-hmm. depending on what I do, I do too, and sometimes they've asked me, and they haven't for the last couple of years, but I've been the official photographer for the Cancer Relay for <laughs> Life walk in Clark because uh-huh. I'm, I'm the only one that will volunteer to do it. Or the, right. I'm the first one that says yes, whatever. Um and so there, sometimes you're taking pictures in the shadows and then pictures in the sunlight. So there, I just leave it on automatic and let the camera figure it out. Because in that way, I'll have to sit there and keep dialing stuff in. But yeah, you, you go for whatever works best and is convenient. Mm-hmm. And do either of you guys ever get into slow-mo videos? I kind of have a little bit of addiction to slow-mo videos. I just think that the coolest things ever. But there I just again, keep forgetting. I forget that I have yeah. it, to be honest. Uh, and then there's portrait mode. And I, I just taught a couple just at a, a session just last week. They didn't know, you know, they had this brand new fancy 7 Plus, this iPhone 7 Plus. I mean, my gosh, it's basically a camera with a phone in it. And they didn't know about the portrait feature. And I well, was like, get over here, here, you know, have your husband wink at you and, you know, we'll have him focus. And I, I showed her how to take a picture of it. Oh, they just loved it. You know, they were so well, adorable and I love being able to kind of give that gift to someone like, here's how to use your camera, you know, in your phone. And you can take these really, you know, what would have been like a mediocre shot. And now you can make it a lot more stunning when it's, you know, focus and stuff. And I I don't. But then slow-mos and live photos, I don't know how to share those. Right. Well, and I don't have the iPhone and I hope I don't get grief for doing this. But, um, (laughs) and Kevin's not here to see this, but I did break down (laughs) and got myself the new iPad. Um, did you really? Yes. Oh, yeah. boy. What did you get? What what hard drive size? Uh, the, the regular iPad, the 128. Um, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. And I had it in my show notes. And uh, we can talk about it quick. It's not too difficult. But, yeah, so I got the, the iPad 10, the 128. But then, too, I also, because I have a problem, I also got... <laughs> A 10-inch. And we're enablers. Yes. Yeah, you guys spur me on. Yes, I, I do it for the sake of the podcast. I got a 10-inch right. Android tablet. So this is – I'm reevaluating uh-huh. my uh, my strategy here, my tablet strategy. Your sanity? So, well, well, that too. Strategy, well, sanity, they both start with us. Justification, whatever. Um, <laughs> so because what kind of – okay, so my iPad mini is getting old. <laughs> And like I say, it won't update to the newest, uh, coolest stuff. So you guys are over there playing with your stuff, and I'm over here going, my iPad won't do that. So you know, I want something. So I, when you guys are talking now about this stuff, send you, we can send you slam messages yeah. and balloons and confetti and all that shit. Yeah, so I can play oh, in the sandbox now. Oh, but that. then the other problem I had is I do have my Nvidia tablet over there. That's Android, but you know that I play games on there, and I was noticing that I was trying to play Borderlands. I was just getting; it was to the point I wanted to throw my controller across the room, and I finally realized it's all the stuff running in the background that's slowing it down because it's checking for Facebook, it's just checking for emails, checking for everything else. So I thought, well, okay, why don't I make my Nvidia tablet uh, strictly a game playing tablet? Um, you know, I can just you know play all my games on. Maybe have to do a couple other things, but that'll be that. And then I wanted an Android, uh, you know, regular Android tablet, so I could get the full Android experience. So I could have your widgets running and all this other stuff running. And I thought, let's just do two 10-inch tablets. So, like I said, I've got mm-hmm. the the full size there, so I can do all this stuff. And so I've been using them both uh, off and on. Uh, this afternoon, I used the uh, Android tablet to order tickets to at the uh, one of the casinos here they're having a uh, Elvis tribute 
show, so uh, I ordered tickets on that and did it with that. And so I'm just experimenting with all this stuff um, just to... Uh, well, you, you got the regular iPad size because, right. I mean, the rumor is that the iPad yeah. mini is going to get taken out. So yeah. it's being cannibalized. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so well, that makes my decision a little bit easier. Yeah, and then, like I say, I still have my Fire tablet, but like I was saying last week, that's kind of my pocketable one that's, you know, 7 inches. It's smaller than the a 10 inch, so I can slide into a coat pocket, or I can carry it one-handed or whatever. It's not going to be too big and clunky to carry around, and that's going to be like my, uh, you know, my traveling tablet because I've got uh, my uh, uh traveling my go electronic go kit here that's got uh, i can put my amazon tap in there so we can listen to music in the motel room it's got a power strip that's got usb chargers built into it that goes in there it's got a couple side pockets that i can put different uh um cables for charging stuff and now with the uh the android tablet and then my um uh Nintendo Switch, they're USB-C, so now I have to have USB-C, micro USB, uh-huh. and lightning connectors for all this stuff. So I'm going to need different cables, and I've got uh, some stuff coming to some tips you can put on your micro to make it into a USB-C. So I've got, but, you know, i got to have stuff to carry all that. And then the front pocket there has got a pocket, because it's an old uh, camera bag that I uh, got from somewhere. So the front pocket is just big enough to slide my... Um, fire tablet in there zip it up so i've got like a complete electronic to-go bag there um with all my stuff in it emergency grab bag yeah if i have to bug out and i need all my electronics or whatever but yeah so i've got it all handy there so like say that's my strategy i've got my ipad mini that i'm gonna i don't really you know need anymore and it was getting kind of sluggish and a little slow so i might see if somebody wants to buy it uh there might be a kid in school that uh has an int- yeah, you can totally repurpose it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'll see, you know, do something with it. It's not just going to be laying around here doing nothing. But, so, like I say, that's kind of my stuff. And the, it's going to be interesting because this um, I got the Asus uh, Zen tablet. So that has a fingerprint reader in it like the iPad does. So it's going to be interesting wow. to sit there and compare how, you know, each each system implements the fingerprint reader. Mm-hmm. Which one's snappiest? Yeah, and you know, uh, and you know, there's pluses and minuses to both operating systems. I'm just, I want to be able to compare and contrast, and just, you know, I'm not going to declare one a winner. It's just depending upon what I want to do with each one. But, um, well, and since we've, you know, we kind of, I think at this point, let's go to our picks. And okay, um, Melissa kind of already, already sort of did mine. <laughs> yeah, Melissa's kind of already you know put hers out there. So uh, just you know, quick recap: it's uh, what's your pick, Melissa? So it's Amazon Prime, and I know uh, Kevin is at the limit from between one hundred to three hundred dollars for play money. And I know if, if you get Amazon Prime at ninety nine dollars, there's going to be tax tacked on. So I'm saying that it meets the requirements with tax. And I have to say, it's still, for me, it's still play money. It's still got to be play money because, like I said, I just dropped a whole boatload of cash mm-hmm. on car maintenance and braces. And so it's, I can't, I can't at this point in time, even after, thank you for, uh, for playing along with <laughs> the questions that I have about photo sharing. We're not quite there yet. It's still a little bit clunky. That's my judgment on it. I'm banging the gavel and, and it's, it's still clunky. And not justifiable for me at this time. Oh yeah, and that's my pick. 
we've all been there because I remember there was times I would scrape money together to buy like a you know thirty dollar computer program at some point. So yeah, we've mm-hmm. all been there. And we're just you know uh, me personally, we're at that point where the kids are gone. We you know a little more income, a little less expense for right now anyway. So yeah, we can right. play you have around a little bit more with this play stuff, money to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have our own yeah. play money, but yeah. So and I understand that for some people it is you've got to pick and choose what you want. So. Uh, uh-huh. So, Alisa, I'll get your name right this time. What is, okay. what is your pick? Okay, so we know my love of music and sports. So, my pick is music based. It is for people like you and I, Mike, who are old school <laughs> and still have our albums. It is an Audio Technica ATLP 120 USB direct drive turntable. Wow. Right now, it is on Amazon for $299, uh, I'm sorry, $289. I reviewed this for MyMac.com back in November 2015, and we'll link that in the show notes so you can read the review, but I gave it a 9 out of 10. So this is great if, if you're, you know, a lot of um, younger people are getting into LPs and um, and listening to albums, so this is good for them. It's also good to digitize the albums that you have. Really? So you can, like, rip yep. uh, LPs? Yep, Get you can out. hook it up. You hook it up directly to your computer, and I just it comes with Audacity, but I don't oh, like wow. Audacity, so I just use Audio Hijack Pro. So oh, you wow. can ditch, you know, you can make MP3s out of them, but it does not have a built-in speaker. You do have to hook up your own. So I ended up buying a Creative Blaster uh, USB Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> and uh, I have that hooked up right over there, but you can't see the it. Black but, and silver. Yep, I've got the black, and uh, oh, it's awesome. Huh. You know, it, I have to. I want to piggyback off this just for a second because it's made by Audio Technica, and I am finally back on my Audio Technica, uh, my ATR twenty one hundred mic, and I have to say that the customer service, although it took a little bit longer than I would have liked, it took me I don't know maybe about a week or two till I mailed it out, but they did uh, for free. It was a warrantied repair. They replaced all the guts of this microphone that I'm talking to you on right now. So I was really impressed with the customer service, and they took care of me. So good on Audio-Technica. Yeah, it's got like four and a half out of five stars on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It does. 2,210 and, and, yeah, reviews. 2,000 reviews. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, if you're, if you're of my age... And you listen to albums in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s, if you're even older. Uh, There's nothing like holding an album in your hand and reading the liner notes and just pulling the album out of the sleeve and placing it on the turntable and... I still um, remember that. I, it's not uh, it's not practical for my lifestyle, but I can definitely, definitely. When you talk about it, I I can definitely yeah. uh, support you in that because I mean I'm just old enough to remember that we had 45s and I had a whole big box of them and I had a couple of LPs. I wasn't I'm not old enough to have collected a whole bunch, but I always babysat for people who had these beautiful libraries and I did. I love just the smell of the jackets and I loved opening them up. And the only time, the only place that I can actually get that feeling anymore is we have a consignment shop that's uh, it's ubiquitous to this area in Tucson called, called Bookman's, and it's 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 like a consignment shop for stuff, not just clothes. And you can go into their album section. I mean, I picked up a, a Led Zeppelin two album the last time I was there, and I was just oh, I was just loving it. I don't have anything to play it on. 
Well, we, I, that's that's probably a lie. We probably do have something because I do have a lot of audio files in the family. We probably have a turntable somewhere that we could dig out and dust off and play it. But, you know, of course, it's just a lot of work. And when you have kids, a little yeah. bit extra work. But, you know, yeah. I, I could see the my pendulum screaming the other way with and doing my this. Albums. That's what we oh, used to I'm do sure. at mm. night. We would put on silly songs is what I called it. We play my disco music or anything you could uh, dance to. And we would put we put the albums on and we would dance when the kids were little. Oh. No, just nothing like getting them wound up before they go to bed at night. Right. But but that's how they got to learn the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Billy Joel and the Beach Boys and all these other, you know, these artists that I listened to when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. I that my kids my all kids. yeah, that my kids love now. I don't I remember play kid music. They might watch, you know, a few kid TVs, but yeah, we don't really, you know, we're not a wheels on the bus kind of a family. <laughs> Right. We play real music. I mean, they right, right. my my children listen to Led Zeppelin in utero. You know, I wanted them <laughs> yeah. to have a good exposure of stuff. We even listen to lullaby versions of it. You know, there's a, right. there's a there's a a producer called Rockabye. I think it's called Rockabye Baby or something. And they they will take rock songs of you know any genre or any any age range, and they'll they'll make a lullaby out of it. It's really really cool. I think you would dig it. Mm. Mike, remember going to record stores and thumbing oh, yeah. through? Oh yeah, coming I mean, through all the albums. And... <laughs> I didn't buy. We don't have a lot of albums because I was. I started out eight track and then cassette, and I bought a few. And my wife has some albums, but yeah, just to get the album out, and you know, and you have to handle it careful. Don't scratch it, you know, and all this stuff. But yeah, just the the physical feeling. I do kind of miss that. That is, you know, part of the problem with you know MP3s and. And I, when I do pull out like my iPod to look at something to go to the next song or something that does have the album art on there, I do get that kind of nostalgic twang about you know to have the full you know LP in your hand there and look at it and and some of them uh, was it uh, I think the Rolling Stones uh, Sticky Fingers album didn't that have a workable zipper in it? Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them oh, did some cool. cute things like that. Uh, but yeah, even my kids, um, you know, yeah they. Uh, both uh, my son and my daughter are big uh, Def Leppard's fans, uh, Moody Blues oh, fans, really? uh, Garth Brooks. Oh. Uh, so you know we're we're diversified here. But yeah, um, and my daughter's actually gone to see Def Leppard once or twice, and you know so uh, Ario Speedwagon. So um, you know they they have an appreciation for uh, you know the. Unfortunately, at this point, the classic rock and roll. The good music. Yeah, the good. Mike, I'm sorry to tell you it's not even classic rock because it was classic rock when I was younger, when I was a a youngster, I'd say a teenager listening to it because I always loved listening to my parents' music and it was considered classic rock back then. Unfortunately, it's considered oldies now. I hate to break it to you. I was going to say. (laughs) It's on the freaking elevator. (laughs) If you're going to say golden oldies, I'm going to reach to this microphone and choke you. It's uh, not me. It's not me. I'm just okay. really, don't kill. Them. I have a I have a split ends album that's not that normal black album. It's it's a different color. Oh. It's almost like um oh I don't even not maybe holograph. I'm not sure if holograph is the right word, but it's it's like it like when you take it and you hold it in your hand, you like move it. You can see different colors on it. Yeah, oh, okay. there, there because the name some, of the the name of the album I think is called True Colors. Mm-hmm. So they, they made were, they col- were kind of holographic. I've seen Yeah, so it's got like a that. colored album. It's really it's cool. One of my family members has a sealed Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band mm. album. Oh my. Sealed. Can you imagine how much that might be? That worth? was one of my that was one of my first albums. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, 
And now that Melissa's made me feel freaking old. Um, well, Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> totally I, not my intention. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get over it, yeah, whippersnapper. All right. All um, right. But we'll, we'll move on. I know. Then. I'm the baby. Yes, you are. Well, I've always been the baby, but that's a whole different discussion. Um, <laughs> Somebody's now, got to be. Well, in my family, yeah, like I say, it's – anyway. Uh, so my pick is uh, to go along – and this is for Android only, but I thought it was kind of a cool thing. You hook your – I think it will work with any Android phone that's of a certain variety, and I don't see what it is right offhand. But you plug it in um, – to this what looks like a laptop and basically you can run your phone on this laptop so um that way if you're a person that does a lot of traveling or you know like a a, some a road warrior or something like that and you want to be able to type something but you don't want to have to carry well you are carrying a laptop with you but if you don't want to have to try and sync data back and forth between things you can just plug your phone into there it gives you a big screen and i mean it's it's a a, what looks like a laptop but so then that way you just plug it in there and you have all your stuff on your phone and you're able to access it using this just by the cable I'm not doing the best job to explain it here, but uh, so then that way, like say, you don't have to, you have stuff in your phone, you don't have to try and sync it over to your computer, it's just on your phone, you can sit there, you can type, uh, you know, you can do spreadsheets, you can do, you know, type up stuff or whatever, and I just thought it was kind of neat, and this, this is a, uh, I think it's a Kickstarter program, uh, yeah. So it's almost like a second screen, yeah, in a way. In a way, that gives you a keyboard, and yeah, a second, well, I don't know if, if it's a second screen or if it's just your primary screen, because in all the photos, well, second screen in the respect that sure, a, that, bi- a bigger screen, yeah, yeah, because in all yeah, the pictures, it doesn't have a hard drive or anything. No, no, yeah, and I mean, yeah, because in all the pictures, it looks like the phone is uh, blank and you're just running it on your computer. But yeah, it gives you the uh, a bigger screen and the keyboard. Um, and like I say, you don't have to try and because that uh, gets to be a hassle sometimes because I've run into it where you're doing something on your phone. Well, then you need to get it to the computer to do something. Or so you got to send it to the cloud if you have you know access or whatever. And so, but if you're like say you do a lot of work on your phone and then you want to sit down like say at the coffee shop and type out an email or if you want to you know update some spreadsheets or something like that you can just you know hook your phone up to this and then when you're done it'll all be on your phone and then you can you know sync it all up and i just thought it was a neat idea and like i say this it's a kickstarter it's called a super book it's uh the premium is 189 dollars which is a 1080p uh screen with a backlit keyboard uh, and you have your choice of colors of gold silver or black uh and like i say it's just kind of neat if you're on the road a lot and don't like i say don't want to have to sync your files back and forth um between a computer and a (laughs) laptop yeah that does look kind of cool it almost seems like what's already built into apple with continuity yeah i haven't played with that one a lot to see but uh maybe (laughs) i'll have to try it with the tablet and my computer and see yeah now that you have the ipad yeah, um, and I'll just have to see. But like I say, this way, but you still have to sync it back and forth. Uh, this way, there's no syncing. Everything is just on your on your phone. So it it saves a step there. But like I say, I thought that was just kind of interesting. So, um, but I think, you know, we got our picks out of the way. We've, uh, you know, hashed pictures to death, uh, <laughs> ha- hashtag pictures, uh, and I guess we have a little homework ahead of us here, so we'll have to kind of get that figured out, how we want to attack Sorry. it. 
No, that's Kevin's okay. got to weigh in when he feels better. Yeah, and see what he has to say about it. But uh, so you know, at this point, we'll uh, uh, I'll introduce everybody, and I'm just going to start at the top of my screen and work down. So, uh, Alisa, I got your name right this time. Where can people yes, you find did. you? At, at at Sensei Dai on Twitter or threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, which is the podcast I do with Vicki Stokes and Suze Gilbert. Okay. And uh, Melissa, who is not Alyssa, uh, Alisa, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm, just I'm not gonna... an Alisa with an M in front of it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, where can people find out more about what you do? You can look me up by searching for The Mac Mommy, all one word, no spaces. And I also do a podcast with David Ginsburg called In Touch with iOS. So check us out over there. Okay. And if people want to know more about me or listen to me massacre other people's names or uh, just the other stuff I post, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman. I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And if you want to uh, hear my, uh, more from me for whatever reason, um, you can check me out on Sci-Fi Tech Talk at sci com. And if you want to find out more about the show, uh, our podcast here, go to geekiestshowever.com and where you can find the show notes and uh, all the other stuff and the links that we put in there for other people to follow. So with that, we're going to bring this to a close. Hopefully Kevin will be back next week uh, herding this flock of, uh, you know, crazy people around um we wish you well kevin hurry up and get back but uh, just remember between now and next week don't forget to hug a geek you're listening to the g-man <laughs> you made you a few boo-boos right you coming out for one of your biggest events that's true and all i saw was him looking down reading the auto cue for heaven's sake mr cook get your mm, together and you don't know what you're talking about. For your biggest product. I was not impressed at all. <laughs> even even the Japanese excitement. guy who can't speak English did a better job than Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the G-Men. <laughs>